Hello everyone, how are you today? This is Kellen, Baby G, aka Baby G. Uh, this is New World Podcast, and I will be your special host for today's episode. We're going to have it in a special way. Uh, as you all know, my wife, my beautiful wife, Melly was the one who's hosting, but We decided to do it this way today because of popular request. And we're going to have turn the table around and uh, we're going to have her as a guest today. We're going to learn about her a little bit. Uh, yeah. And uh, welcome, 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 my beautiful wife. Shout out, sh shout out to the beautiful woman in the world. All right. Uh, what's up? S say hi to your listeners. Hi, my people. Well, thank you for coming to our special episode. Um, so, we're doing this because of popular requests. Your listeners wants to know more about you. So, I'm gonna do the question. I'm gonna do the question today. I know it's gonna be hard, but you know. You know how to do it. All right. Okay. Um, all right. First of all, who's Melly? Tell us about yourself, huh? Who is Melly? Yeah. That's a hard question. Well, I am. Tell us where you grew up. Oh, okay. All you. Your, your 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 audience wants to know more about you. Come on. Um, I was was born and raised in Ethiopia. Obviously, grew up in uh, with two brothers and a sister, and um, I was a very good child, as my mom said. <laughs> um, and then obviously I was the only girl for a while my sister was born later I think I was seven years older than her I think and so I think as the only um, girl between my my two brothers I kind of grew up like macho I'm not really girly girly girl because um, I had to like hustle They usually will play together in soccer and basketball and volleyball. So I had to basically play every sport so I can hang out with them. <laughs> oh. um, but then later on, um, I literally like begged my mom and dad to have a sister because I wanted to have a sister. And, um, and then my sister was born. After that, so basically, I technically raised my sister. But anyway, more about me. Yeah, I was went to. I grew up in Addis. Moved here when I was, I would say probably 14. I don't remember. But um, and then most of my um, kind of childhood slash adulthood was here in America. So um, it was difficult, obviously, because of the culture and 
and the language and the, and the two culture. We you know we kind of talked about it in the previous episodes. I went to college and uh, did my master's in social work, and uh, and now I am married and have three kids. Um, married to an amazing husband uh, but mostly what means i'm very opinionated person not in the bad way but i like to discuss things uh, for people who know me i always open that dialogue um i'm very calm and collective um my, one of my pet peeves is um people who assume things basically who don't have facts they make an assumption um it's a pet peeve like i a lot of times the arguments or the frustration i have with then colleagues and or friends and stuff is whenever people say well because i assume you this is what would you, you would do like that's basically my pet peeve other than that very relaxed very chill very considerate compassionate i think um down to the core of my faith um my faith is my my everything grew up in christianity household and accepted jesus in very young age um and that's my existence basically um yeah that's about me i've i don't have um anything that i don't like in this world you know um very i'm i've never said like i hate this or anything like that it's just rare for me i always want to see the both side of the stories and understand the other person's fruit I have very, very, very dear, close, close, close best friends that I call sisters. And then I have a lot of, you know, friends. Um, social okay. life is good, content at this point. Good, good. Okay. Uh, let me take you back a little bit when you were talking about your education. So, uh, as you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it, but you uh, you have your master's in social works, right? Um, so, for our audiences, you know, some people have kids or, you know, kids, actually young people that are actually listening to this show, uh, probably struggling to find their way in school-wise. Just tell us a little bit about, like, how did you end up going that route, basically? How did you choose it? Uh, how what makes you decide to go that way um I think personally I was I'm, I'm very outgoing person so when I was in high school I was involved in a lot of activities a lot of like uh, extra curriculums so I um, went to this program I was a part of this program it's called upper bound I don't know if they exist I was a part of it for a long time even after I graduated but it's called upper bound so basically they will sit down with you and figure out what you want and what you like and they let you take this personality assessment test and see what you like um 
and I think that was when I was in high school I think that was because I was so involved with a lot of things I was able to find out who I am and what I like and what I want to focus on in life so um, this program allows you to travel around the world basically when I was in high school since I think 10th grade every year we went to out of countries and out of states um, and uh, and then they sit down with you to do the assessment so I decided to because I'm a people person and I like to be to help people um, and I also wanted to um, like understand I also wanted to actually like help a lot of uh, Ethiopians any foreigners because a lot of times people don't know the system and they get to the you know the system without knowing um, so I kind of was like oh maybe if I know a little bit I can help them or I can prevent from people getting into a bigger trouble um, so like, that allows me, you know, then I started example, college. Give us example. Like uh, domestic violence. Okay, okay. Um, people making, breaking a lot without knowing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, women. My, my specialty is my, what I studied focuses on women and children. And, uh, and then, you know, how to treat your kids. Because sometimes there's a culture clash with how you raise your kids. And what you know when you grew up and how you raised, you probably cannot do here. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were te- not in- intended to hurt their kids or anything like that. But there's laws and regulations that actually think they went beyond. Um, so a lot of people who used to lose um, their kids and spouse or anything like that. So just to educate and that, so that was my passion initially. Um, and then I you know, did my master obviously and focused on women and like women abused and um, self-esteem and all that kind of stuff. And then when I did my clinical for the first first year, I think last year of my college, that's when I got into like my compassion, my passion is to help people. But when you get into um, the system, like the American system, system is there and it doesn't allow you to expand for what you really 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 want as far as how to help you know if somebody comes in you notice some sort of abuse or anything like that you know mm-hmm. and knowing like I remember we went to my last year in clinical we went to this house where the neighbor thought, you know, the family, the wife has been abused. And I remember, honestly, like you can tell the husband is like literally controlling her and what she says and what she uh, can give us as far as why she was, you know, there's a noise or, you know, why people call, why the neighbor called. Um, and as a social worker, you walk in, you're supposed to assess things and ask. Unless that person says, I've been beat, you know, unless that person says, I've been hurt, there's nothing you can do about it. Even you notice, you know, there's a certain thing. So that kind of made me, okay, well, my passion is to help, you know what I mean? Um, So I decided to just do non-profit organizations just to, 
volunteers in a lot of things, but then when I was in, in college, I was doing finance, like a lot of taking a lot of finances classes, so I started working for a bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. As an advice, what would you say to you know young people that are actually struggling to find their way, basically? And education wise yeah yeah sometimes you know you spend all of your four years of college get your degree and you might not even you know like your job what you do or, I would say obviously not everybody wants to get a degree to make money you know you gotta figure out what your passion is because uh-huh. um, that's what ultimately makes you go to bed in peace you know what I mean um, so what I would say, say to, some people might say to you know have money would buy a new mattress to, to sleep on so true, <laughs> would you say that true but I think um, I would say expose yourself for a lot of experience before you go to college before you uh, decide what you want mm-hmm. um, a lot of times people go there because what they've been told uh, people do they do education because that's the easy way to get money mm-hmm. you know what I mean obviously you have to feed your family and that's important but I think if you focus on the passion and you love what you do eventually you make money okay um, but I think for the people who are young who are in high school trying to figure out what they want and people are in college my my advice is like i said experience like put yourself in a lot of uh, programs and stuff to figure it out um in this country i think they don't see your degree is just a paper what they see is your experience so even to figure out what you really want put yourself in a lot of programs and activities then you know what you like and what you don't like um the first you know the first you first your 20s are always mistake you know you make a lot of mistakes so allow to yourself to make the mistakes so you know what you really really want in life i think that will be my my advice uh and the rest will come or, you know will come but find your passion that's the most important thing find especially now because colleges are very expensive people are running graduating with a hundred thousand hundred fifty thousand dollars you know student loan but if that makes if that makes you happy go ahead and do it but i think don't do it for the sake of it do it for passion do it for you 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 know college for me I wish I can stay in college forever because you find out who you are. It's not only the classes, the experiences that you, uh, the new things that you learn every day. So you're learning every day. You're upgrading yourself every day. Um, so college is usually for the experience, experience for the for the rest of your life. That that experience that you take out and go for the knowledge. It's easy to get the paper. People can literally like memorize everything and go get it. But mm-hmm. if you're not gonna change who you are, mm-hmm. college allowed you to change who you are and then change who you are and change your community, change your society, change your family. 
it's just the knowledge what you need the wisdom that you need um, you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then when you have that knowledge and experience then you can find a way to make money you know okay. what I mean okay attached to that question um, how much like basically how much did it help you to have people around you that oh supports you? tremendously like networking uh-huh. is the most important thing for you to grow okay. each experience each places that each internship that I've done uh-huh. got me where I am okay. that's the most important thing you have you know obviously you have to be a people person to do that but also you have to be smart networking is the most important thing who you know what you know how you know those people and I remember like literally the, my internship I remember what I did but this the person who was inter- I was entering for did the first job that I applied he did my um, cover letter for me I remember that and the only reason I got that job is because you wrote that le- letter I have no experience it was right after in college I haven't worked I was you know uh-huh. so and and from that on each places that I worked, each places I volunteer, those people are a ladder for my success. So it's very, very, it's very important networking. And at the same time, surround yourself with people that actually have the same environment. environment. Yeah, as far as friendship, we're talking mm-hmm. about. Oh yeah, that's very important for your growth, for your uh, mental, <laughs> for your mental health and emotional health. It's very important to have people who support you people who actually want you to grow who people who challenge you sometimes i always say that I, when when if i'm not challenged around me i get irritated mm-hmm. um you have to be challenged mm-hmm. that person has to people a lot of times we make a mistake people are negative okay. there's a difference between people who are negative and people who challenge you Okay, negativity can actually you can tell that sucks your emotions people are always negative and putting you down but there are also people who challenge you to say oh what if this what if that you you want those people around you because then they make you see outside of the box you know but you don't want people around you to be the yes person uh-huh. you know what I mean uh-huh. um, yes yeah, so founding yourself is like I can I can tell you the people who are I consider my best friends are or people who I consider mine I've been I've known since more than 10 years those are the people who ride for you those are people who have your back you know what I mean hey, I just want to mention uh, actually she's talking about me too so <laughs> yeah I've, I've known you we've been best friends uh, before anything else for six years oh okay. that's important yeah uh, I like that I like that uh, key is for you know for your sex is most of the time is people that actually are around you mm-hmm. right um so let's let me put it this way um you know how our culture is based on people and um, especially for kids that actually grown up here kind of taking that 
feels like you know, people wants to know more about your business kind of thing or like you know they just want to be pushed they feel like they're pushed but it's not the way it is we grow up in a culture basically that people support people so in my case like my question is how can you like what can you suggest to like you know the youth that actually think of this kind of culture is actually hurtful for them basically they want to be alone and stuff how can you like what kind of advice that you can give to them to get out of that situation like you know to be to accept the culture that actually people help people in our culture so Michael oh I get your point yeah you're, you're asking like sometimes when people are giving you suggestion or advice mm-hmm. or something you feel like they're being nosy if they're being nosy uh, or they're trying to know your business you know how american yeah. society is like it's all about you you individuality you, you. yes yeah. so how can you how can you tell like the young people that actually were born here and they're actually immersed in the american culture to tell them that this is actually a key mm-hmm. for your success key for your survival or the key for your like being a part of a society how can you tell them like how can parents tell their kids that kind of situation i'm trying to challenge you because we have kids Mm -hmm. trying trying to see what we can do (coughs) i would say I think it's just it depends on the level of maturity, uh-huh. how mature you are. Uh-huh. Um, because if I remember my teen years, when somebody tells you, you don't, we don't listen. It's uh-huh. just a, a nature thing. But uh, when it comes to our culture, yes, like especially the older people, they tend to give you advice or tell you what to do or not to do. Um, I mean, listen to it. You know what I mean? You just have to filter it. Okay. Listen to it. Some people just have opinion for the sake of opinion. Mm-hmm. But some people generally do care. So we do have to filter which one is beneficial for us. Um, majority time when an older person gives you advice, the intentions are always good. Mm-hmm. It's just the way they say it is mm-hmm. irritating. Or you know, it makes you angry. So I would challenge probably the people who are giving the advice just approach it differently. Especially for the people who grew up here, um, they're not receptive because they don't know the culture. Mm-hmm. So they tend to say, "Oh, I wish people are so opinionated," or they just get one in my business. Um, then the older people have to change that because we are the oldest. You know what I mean? You can't expect the youngest to just accept it and move on. So I think I would challenge the older people who tend to give advice or to say, you know, I'm trying to help you, um, probably approach it indifferently. Uh, I think with lovingly and just the way we say it. um, It's, you know, people, what there's a saying, right? People don't, they don't forget how you make them feel, something like that, I don't remember. But... You just have to be approaching differently. Uh, for us, people who grew up in Nidabe, who knows the culture, we can filter it. I don't. Like, I filter it. 
you know i usually look into myself as like okay why do they say that am i doing those things you know what i mean then then i i look into myself as like how oh they might say it in the rude way but i think they're right uh-huh. then let me change it because the intentions are usually good uh-huh. you know there is always a bad apple there's always bad people you know what i mean people just have opinion to make your life you know difficult but just if you want to grow if you want to be a better person for the society for your family then you got to be smart you got to be open-minded and say okay how did the culture work study the culture uh-huh. we're forced to study american culture right uh-huh. then the people who grew up here or born here then they have to force themselves to, to study the ethiopian culture because that's their blood they're not going to go anywhere you know uh-huh. that's who you who they are um when you become successful let's say you're into politics and stuff and your kid goes become somebody else they're always gonna find out who that person they're gonna say oh she her dad is this her mom is this right eventually people are gonna back into your root who you are who they where is your mom from where is your dad where you from belong. where you belong so i would challenge the younger people to study their culture where their their parents are from You know what I mean? It doesn't take that long. Then then you can understand and then you about it makes you a better person to ground you, you know. You know both cultures. You know? Then you got the ability to compare the two. When you do that, it's just a better place and you become a better person, a better, you know, human being in general. I think that would be my advice. Okay. That okay. Answers the question. It does answer the question. Uh Well, our listeners, uh as we mentioned this this neuro podcast, we talk about <clears throat> everything. And um I just want to point that out. I'm actually I actually surprised my wife Melly with this interview. She yeah. had no idea that it was happening. So, I'm going to shoot a lot of questions. Well, we'll talk about it. I'm if I end up in the sofa then we'll see <laughs> but <laughs> i just no, it's interesting i you know me i i like to discuss conversation i like i just want to point that out okay yeah. i have witnesses now okay <laughs> uh so uh another question i got for you mama um in all seriousness let's talk about the current situation right now mm-hmm. we'll we'll come back to the fun part but I just want to point this out because as I mentioned my wife is a smart person and we had this conversation a couple of times and uh I kind of wanted to point put it out there and I wanted her to explain what she explained to me about uh as we mentioned our faith is our key in this house uh Christianity for both of us we're raising our kids we all believe in Jesus and everything uh but you know with our situation what's going on right now uh with corona and people not wearing masks and you know people are upset because church the building not people but church the building is closed and we're not worshiping as together as we used to and people are upset and for some people it might look like you know 
you lose your faith, right? So uh, this is our opinion, by the way, but I just wanted to point it out and just, I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, So what do you think about this? People think when you wear a mask or because churches are closed, and I see people, we see videos everywhere saying that, oh yeah, people closed Walmart to worship. It's like, uh, okay. And people are upset, all churches are closed, but stores are open, bars are open. So what do you think about that? I'm challenging you. We're talking serious right now. So what, do you, what, what? So you're saying, what do you think about why people don't wear yes. masks? Well, why people are upset about church people? Know. Like, what do you think? Like, what? What do you feel about it? I just want. I wear my mask. I don't know. I I don't. I can't speak for other people. Oh uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm. I'm. My question is, yeah. what do you feel about it? About what we're going through, and how it's how tough. you're dealing with it. In general, it's tough. I think it's tough on everybody, um, emotionally, financially, mm-hmm. you know, um, physically. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough. So, I mean, as all we know, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And there's only one Mahali in this world, right? So I can only think um, what I think. Yes. Um, but other than that, I mean... It's just given that the virus exists, whether we like it or not. Um, we we have to be cautious as far as the mask goes. Um, it's just you have to think of it as like, you don't want to be the reason for somebody's death, period. That's all I think about it. Um, because based on the and the science, they say coronavirus has like how many phases? One has people who actually have the symptom who shows the symptom and there's people who have asymptomatic where they don't have any symptom and I might carry it and I don't even know it you know what I mean so when you are in that position you don't know then the only way you have is just to follow what the, what they're giving you okay what the mask does to is that okay we'll protect somebody else even if I have it so what I believe is if everybody wears it, then if I'm wearing it for somebody else and somebody else is wearing it for me, then eventually we're protecting each other. You know what I mean? It's not, you wear the mask, it's not for you. No. Exactly. You don't wear it. So okay. basically, if I wear the mask, I'm thinking, okay, what if, if I have this virus and I don't even know it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to transmit it to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody has the same mentality and saying, hey... I might have the virus, so let me put a mask on so I don't transmit to somebody else. Then it becomes a circle, right? Mm-hmm. Then eventually everybody wears it. Um, then we all protect each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, but not everybody thinks that. So you're hoping, okay, I can only do what I can do. So hopefully by me doing it, then I'm saving somebody else's life. But if somebody doesn't want to do it, then I will pray in God me you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, that's I think it's just the easy formula but not everybody believes there's people who do, they believe that virus doesn't exist until they get to the they convince otherwise they just have to wait mm-hmm. you know what I mean so 
as far as you know the gathering and stuff it's just given don't gather if you gathered if everybody gathered in one place and and there's one person who has the coronavirus and they can easily transmit it right okay. it's the gathering is the issue it's nothing has to do with church just nothing has to do with anything else the gathering is the issue when you're gathered together the transmission goes higher right so a lot of times when you go to church what do you do you gather you sit next to each other right and that's the biggest gathering place so uh, yes you know my people connect it yeah because it's a lot of times you have to be aware of right yeah too because as a christian certain things when it happens we have to be aware of it and i don't blame those people either you know sometimes you need somebody else to see things from other other angle we don't want to be one way right and if they feel that way then i will listen to them too because it's always to have different opinions that's why you have to embrace everybody's ideas everybody's suggestion they had the feeling about it why churching it makes you open your eyes true was everybody opening not church you know what i mean but it's not essential i mean when it comes to church it's just the physical bodies in the building you can miss that but you, if you miss that it doesn't mean you miss christ you know what i mean mm-hmm. that christ lives in you yeah so let for me it's okay as far as my faith goes you know what i mean you know what i mean mm-hmm. and plus if you really belong to a certain church if the church provides that service then you are part of it you know so you can make sure your spirit connects make sure your offering is there all the stuff that you're connected with the new church you belongs to a certain church mm-hmm. um, other than being physically there and missing christ i don't believe that for the people who believe it I'm not against it either that's their belief pretty much but ultimately though um, we just have to be vigilant of other people's opinion other people's feelings other people's belief you know the issue I'm having is when people keep saying how come she doesn't think that how come he doesn't think that that's not up to us to do that You know what I mean? Yes, they have the feelings respected. There's people who believe that doesn't the virus doesn't exist. Oh, yep. Uh you're right. That's interesting, you know. Uh, but I guess lastly, I guess we we should wrap this up. But I got one more question. Uh, now we got to the point to be the fun part, uh, my favorite part. We're going to talk about relationship and marriage and all that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I know what happened and I know how things went through and all that, but people want to know how relationship-wise, like how did you know that I was the right person? Did you see a dream? Do we have the time? <laughs> Yeah, no. Do you watch? <laughs> Just roll. Oh, let's do it then. <laughs> we'll continue in the next episode. But for now, just mm-hmm. as simple as that, like, you know, how did you know the right person? Because some people would think about, hmm, is that the right person? Or how do I know if I'm getting into a right relationship? 
that would let me to like you know start a family because the goal of relationship always should be starting a family right mm-hmm. so tell us about you mm. well she's smiling right now so <laughs> honest I don't remember what I meant by it is I don't remember the details because we've been friends for a while okay. like we've been like literally a genuine friend what changed um, you changed I changed yes you changed <laughs> I did not know I didn't even know you changed huh. but you changed um, what made you change okay me yeah okay <laughs> like literally Um, because we've been friends for so long. I remember, I think was it 2013, if I remember correctly. Um, it was just, uh, I don't remember, I think it was 2013, but, um, two? Yeah, it was 2012. 12? Um, but I, yeah, it's just, we've been friends for so long because we met, I met you at church. Um, and then I think we got to know each other when we we both were doing children ministry. Mm-hmm. I think you were teaching children ministry and somehow we become friends. I don't know how. Um, and then we got to know each other. I think we became close uh, out of a bunch of groups. I think we became close. We started talking. But to be honest, we're... It was just a genuine friendship. Um, and then I think 2012, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the, the year, but it was just a bunch of us hanging out together and a bunch of us, which a lot of friends being together and stuff. I think that's when uh, me and you become more closer than you know others. And then... Um, still I didn't realize I, st- I was honestly was just being friends with you and then I think you um, I don't know if people notice that we're more closer um, then people notice we're more compatible as far as like our thoughts and our minds and faith and stuff um, and then I think people tend to make suggestion like why are you not together are you together and when we say no they thought we're lying you know and I remember me like I didn't even remember like I didn't have the intention of um, having a relationship with you because I had two two like I have my work you know and I think my school and then you're my church friend that was that was what it was before you know I think, and then the thing, the more I start hanging out with you guys, and it was just after church, we start going for dinner and stuff, I think, um, and I remember, like, even people asking me, I was like, no, we've been friends, because it, was, it wasn't beyond anything else, I think, we're close, and then we talk over the phone, And it's never like we met and we sat down and talked anything like that, me and you alone, you know? It's just, it's just it was always with friends. And um, 
I think he, in 2014 you said was it 2000? I don't know 13 you said why don't we no you asked me why don't we uh, try this relationship I know you you know me I think I was in relationship prior to that and then that relationship ended and then he said why don't we go forward why don't we talk about our number specifically saying I was like oh okay why don't we and that's how it started and then six months later you proposed <laughs> six months six later months we got later. I think it was six months later she, she loves me so much the dates are all over the place in her mind <laughs> I think it was six months later right? no hmm. it was more than that we've been dating more than that told you oh. but it's okay well uh, so to go back to the question, how did you know that was the right one? Because that's a main concern with, especially the young people that actually going through a relationship or they're about to get into, they are too afraid to get into a relationship because of, is that the right person? So a relationship is a process mm-hmm. there is no black and white mm-hmm. um, but there's a certain things that what's important to you for me faith was important to me you know mm-hmm. and that person has to love God and person has to have a passion in life and that person has to be genuine that person has to be respectful um, that person has to be friendly it's just uh, there's a certain personality that you look into, and the other things it changes. Always put God friendship. in the middle too, right? Huh? Always put God first too. Put God first, yeah, and love. I think mm-hmm. the general love you have for me was what's you know attracted me more. And um, that actually got me out of jumping out of a plane too. So <laughs> yeah, that's we'll a story another that. time. <laughs> um, and then I think and then it's a process friendship comes first I think it's important to be a friend with that person first if not uh, a friendship even even if you don't know each other and you decided to be in relationship I think the friendship getting to know about but that person within as as a friend mm-hmm. is very important because in the long term it's important you know that what pers- that person makes them happy, what makes them sad, what makes them angry, um, then you're sensitive that, to that person's feeling, and then you get to know more each other. But other than relationship, I don't think it's just like this is the one. It's just the, you kind of like curve each other, you know. You peel off that person's personality every every time life happens every kid's you know marriage happens that person personality is always changing so there's no one like Golandamisa five years ago Golandamisa today is not the same it's not because he doesn't love the love change it's just life change we're more mature you know we're older and we have life experience so ten years by five years ago, how we handle life, we don't handle it now. You know, that uh, doesn't what like we don't react to things as we reacted five years ago because we're older and mature. So friendship, I mean, that's how relationship works. I believe. 
and then and then also just you have to live for that person and the person has to live for you that's what I believe mm-hmm. and then I think the same thing as a mask you know you wear a mask for for the, that person marriage is the same thing I live for you you live for me and that's how we work together but if you if that person feels like they, this person is not putting his life for me then that's I think the, the marriage issue comes in mm-hmm. but most importantly like you love that person you're willing to die for them same thing that person they love for them then you work together throughout those ups and downs because you're living for that person um i think that what my advice would be like have a few things that's important to you if your faith is important then look that faith into that person that you're looking to marry um if success is important to you then look for that person success you know what i mean because ultimately if that person doesn't have it that's then an issue in the long term you know if you want to marry to a, a successful person look for that person mm-hmm. because that makes don't be an ex, don't, don't be ashamed of it mm-hmm. that makes you happy go for it don't people tell you otherwise so you know what i mean yeah but. because once you get to know you will see what success is in life process you see what successful but at this point as a single person that's what you're looking for go for it so for some people like let's just be you know i believe what you say but some people might say don't have a checklist to start a relationship Oh yeah, but they're saying so, that like has to be tall, it has to be you know like, like you, me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, those things it's it's fictional, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you can't help who you fall in love with. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? I get it. So I think those checklists, I, I would I don't agree with those. Like has to be like has to be six pack. You know those things like unrealistic things. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they say. Of course in life you have to have standard. You have to have checklist. Even not for that person, even for you. Mm-hmm. You have to have okay, what's my goal next year? What's my goal the next year after? You know what I mean? Uh what what I'm saying is don't have those, you know, unrealistic goals where like you has to you can't have, you know, Mm-hmm. certain hair he has to smile the certain way you know what i mean he has to be a certain uh, skin color all those kind of stuff it's a waste of time because you would never meet those goals but i think as far as certain things that your foundation mm-hmm. yeah obviously you have to because once you get into marriage there's no way out right um, and then you know educate yourself in a different way how you handle who you are you know what makes you happy what makes you what your life value is mm-hmm. um, what your faith is because if you have two different different faith that's an issue too when you come to it so one of the most one of my mentor told me in marriage do not go into a marriage thinking you'll change that person mm-hmm. A lot of people say if he's a, if the person is a cheater and then he cheated with you and left the other person it was like oh I'll change him or he will change for me you know what I mean or if that person has a different faith than you it's oh he will change for me I'll change him do not go into a marriage with that perception because 
Okay. What if it doesn't happen? You know what I mean? Because marriage is once you end, you end. There's no way out. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not an expert. Okay. <laughs> Don't take my words, but this is just, you know, a conversation. What we learn from from our experience and what we know. Okay. What works and does it. Experience wise, when you talk about experience, I just this might be the last thing that I would probably ask you. What is the funniest, funniest thing that ever happened to you, relationship wise? Funniest? Maybe. I'll tell you the scariest. The scare? Oh, okay. Let's hear this. Okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> well, because throughout that, it's funny, you know. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared of darkness. Mm. I hate darkness. Oh, but no you, huh? No lights. No lights. Like I, I don't like any dark things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but you, every night, <laughs> literally, every night, my husband literally on purpose turns off all the lights while we're walking into a bedroom or while we walk, we're doing something. And that's when I go crazy. I will scream. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I don't know if I should run. I don't know if I should scream. So uh, it's scary. But he always, is, always finds a way to make me scared. But he knows, obviously, I'm protected, you know. Um, there's nothing will hurt me, but it was just funny for him. It makes him happy, so I'm like, okay, let, if, as long as it makes him happy, I'll be scared and stand here like pee on my pants. Oh, really? It makes me happy. That's why you're scared. <laughs> Obviously, it does not make me happy. I'm scared. I'm always scared. I'm always screaming. Now I have to carry my iPhone everywhere I go so I can turn off my flashlight. Literally, <laughs> he'll be under a bed. Under anywhere. The worst part about that, though, just to add on it, is like I was like because it's dark. It's not. I'm not gonna be able to record you. <laughs> it's horrible, people. It's horrible. Um, ah. But it's it's funny. After a word, I'd be like, it's funny. I know there's nothing in there. I wouldn't get hurt. Or nobody's gonna bite me. But the idea of it's dark and I can't see him, mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. And yet, he does it every night. That's what what's happening in our marriage. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess we should wrap it up. <laughs> it's been fun. Really fun. A surprise I, I enjoyed it. Every minute of it. I hope everybody else did. Uh, I hope we met your expectation on those people actually who actually put out you know the request for this interview to happen so i wonder who they are Mm. (laughs) yeah i would like to know who you are (laughs) that you request this this interview because i was taking a nap and he woke me up from a nap see i love you too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah in all seriousness you know love your life 